Good morning, good day, before I even speak, uh, before I even say what I want to say, before we even get into prayer today, rest in power to Breonna Taylor, rest in power to George Floyd, rest in power to, I believe it's Rashawn Brooks, rest in power to Olua Konyin Salo, rest in power to these individuals, rest in power to the men who were lynched. To these people, uh, my time is dedicated to just speaking about the racial injustice and the divide and the ignorance that's been happening in this country. Today's episode, not about my experiences, not about the things I've went through. Today's short episode, today's short dialogue is dedicated to commemorating and honoring those people who were lost but before anything, let's pray. Let's get into it. Uh, let's shoot up a prayer. Y'all know how I am about praying. Y'all know I believe that prayer heal, heals all these wounds. So before everything, let's hop into a prayer. Heavenly Father, uh, no other name like yours. Thank you for all you've done. Uh, great is your faithfulness. Great is Great are you for you just taking us through all the things you've taken us through, Lord. Uh, we appreciate you. We thank you. Uh, my time now, I just dedicated to honoring and uh, just speaking um, just great things about uh, the life that was lost that hurts me so deeply, Lord, which is um, Oluwatonin Salu. God, um, it's just a lot of pain in my heart. So allow us to speak about this, allow us to have a discussion on why it hurt so much. Um, and hopefully we can heal from this. In your name we pray. Amen. And amen, y'all, before I even, dang, I almost forgot, yo, I'm so angry, I'm so worked up, I almost forgot, to all my African Americans, to all the people who have ancestors who were slaves in this country, in this filthy country, happy Juneteenth, y'all, like, turn up, like, <laughs> wherever you at, wherever you are right now, turn up, uh, throw something in the air, uh, pray about it, though, but throw something in the air, uh, get excited, have a barbecue, it's about to be sunny over here in New Jersey, y'all, today's our day, uh, for those of you who don't know what Juneteenth is, on June 19th, a few, uh, a few hundred years ago, essentially what happened was after you know that yada, yada, yada nonsense about the Emancipation Proclamation and all men are to be created equal under the, yeah, 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 essentially what happened was, look, uh, Passed the bill, no more slavery, but the slaves in the South didn't know that. Most slaves that were uh, like in the south, southern part of the U.S., they didn't know that they were free anymore. So they essentially were still slaves until June 19th came and essentially liberated all of them. And that's when it came to everybody's attention that slavery was done. So what does that mean? That means that there were still people in the South, slave masters, property owners, tax collectors, essentially, that they knew that they were still, uh, they knew that there was a bill passed. That said that there was no more slavery, and yet they continue to enslave these people. What does that say? That means that America's dirty as heck. Like, we're gonna... Ah, today's not the day. Today's a short episode. Uh, today's just speaking about somebody who I didn't know personally. But through her work, through her, through her civil rights activistness, my goodness gracious, I just feel like just... It's impossible for me to continue without showing her the honor and the praise that she deserves. Like, today is your day. Olua Tonyin. Salut. I'll try not to cry because, like, it just makes me really emotional thinking about 
what you went through, knowing that it was at the hand of our people while you're dead right now. And it kills me inside. That thing makes me weep. Like, it's just this really disgusting, ill feeling I have in my soul. But I'm going to try to be as, as, as cool and calm as possible to speak on essentially what happened. But before we even touch on that, just to continue kind of going on everything. So, yeah, y'all, today's Juneteenth, celebrate your day, um, defund the police, reform them, uh, force them to do more training. Uh, it's kind of weird that a person like myself who's been studying theology for four years, I've been studying the in uh, three, four years, doesn't really matter. I've been studying the in and outs of the church. I've been in board meetings since I was 12 years old around there. Uh, I've been a part of leadership since I was a kid, really. A person like me having to study more theology, having to study more Bible, have to study more books, have to read more uh, in essence of God. Uh, it takes me longer to become an ordained minister, to become a pastor than it does for somebody who literally patrols our neighborhoods with guns and, uh, and, 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 and nightsticks. Like it takes me longer to become a pastor than it does for them to be the people who enforce the law in our communities. Now, uh, I'm from North New Jersey. And North New Jersey is has been heavily predicated with crime for a few years. But I mean, when you look at the statistics, there's a systemic approach in incarcerating black males in this community. Like dudes are literally getting locked up for having grams of weed, weed. that people in Colorado, white people specifically have made big money off of. There's this approach that America has taken. Uh, that when it comes to African-American lives, when it comes to black lives, uh, it's just, it's literally a freaking game. I don't like that. I don't, I don't like that. I don't like that. I don't like that. Um, and if you see, if you follow me on Instagram, right, my Instagram is the real pastor just, you know, if you, if you happen to follow me on Instagram, you saw this video that I posted today, which is really hilarious. In my opinion, it's funny. Essentially is this white woman and she's crying, y'all. And I mean, this lady is literally crying, like, and just so depressed because apparently she went through this drive through at McDonald's and she got her coffee before she got her meal. And she was crying because apparently she felt unsafe that somebody was taking so long with her food. Like, sis, I went to Dunkin' Donuts today. I had to wait a good extra 10, 15 seconds just to get my donut. Do you think I was about to cry in my car on Facebook Live because I didn't trust the people that were getting my donut? No. But that's neither here nor there. Let me stay on topic, y'all. Uh, essentially, Olua Tonin Salu, she was a very strong, uh, she was an extremely huge activist on Trans Lives Matter. Um, if you don't know what that is, um, you know, to me, if you're pro-black, what that means is that you're for black people. That means you're on the side of the marginalized, oppressed group in America. If you're for black people, um, it kind of got across to me, you know, let me just say this. When I was younger... I used to do a lot of things that were stupid, were ignorant, were hectic like that. I admit to that. And it's not me saying that my youth was the reason why I was acting absurd. No, it was because I knew what I was doing and I was willfully ignorant about it. I said certain things to women. I don't think anything hectic, but I've said certain things to women. Um, I've made people feel uncomfortable by uh, the statements I made. And if you were around in that time, if you were part of kind of my line of just destruction, I do apologize sincerely for that uh, because it wasn't that I didn't know what I was doing, but it was just because I chose to accept to continue to live in my ignorance. So for that, I'm so, so truly sorry. 
Um, but one of the things that I was extremely ignorant about was um, people with, you know, issues with homosexuality. Now, growing up in the church, right, my thing has always been uh, just essentially hate people who are gay because they're not going to see heaven. Uh, my biggest thing now, ever since I've started studying theology, is that I'm not anyone <laughs> to tell somebody else where they're going. Um, if God wants to save a homosexual person in the at the end of times, it's just like him saving a person like me who is addicted to certain things. It was a per, it's like him saving a person like me who used to curse, who used to fight, who used to argue, who used to badmouth people. You know, God saving them is no different from him saving me. Uh, just because sexuality may be different, just because I'm a heterosexual male and they're homosexual, it doesn't mean anything. You know, I struggle with things, they struggle with things too. Um, and my biggest thing was just that I've always been so angry at them because of kind of just the belief I had. But Oluwatoin, uh, Tonyin, um, ton yes, Tonyin, let me say her whole name. Um, essentially, her biggest thing was she was such a big advocate for all the people who, who deal with homosexuality, who deal with... Because, look, I'll say this. Um, I'm, it, it's a crazy statement to make that homosexuals have been oppressed at the same kind of uh, magnitude that black people have in America. But to say that they're not an oppressed group of individuals is ignorant. And it's choosing to not accept the truth that homosexual people are murdered not because of their views, not because of their beliefs. They're murdered because they're homosexuals. Like, it's a fact. Like, most of these people who've been getting murdered and crucified, they're not getting killed because, oh, they, they love Trump or, oh, because they were gays for Trump or because they were gays for, like, the, uh, for the right, for the rights. Like, no, it was because they were just gays. Like, because they were homosexual people. People hate that and people wanted to murder them. So my thing is, and her thing is, uh, you know, just be more aware and love those people in your community who are going through this because you can't change those people regardless of what you do. If God wants to change that person, he will. If he can't, I mean, if he just decides to like, he won't do it. Here's my thing. Uh, the way we see God is that we're like, no, God needs to change that person. If God was to forcefully change a person, it's not love. It's no longer his character. Then God is now a tyrant rather than him being a loving, merciful father or merciful mother or whatever. So my thing is, if God just decides that that person doesn't need changing, that they just need a saving, he will do so. And that's on God to decide. It's not on us. So if you can't change a person, you just have to love them. And, and that's that simple. I mean, the Bible even asks, you know, uh, or the Bible even tells us, you know, these, this is how people will know that you're my disciple. Love one another as I loved you. And then people question, oh, I can't love everyone. No, but you love the people who you're closest to. And if I see a brother in my community... And he's being bullied for being a homosexual. Or if I see a sister that she's being bullied for being a homosexual. Or if somebody is in a transitioning process where they're going from male to female or female to male. And they're being bullied. It's my job to step in and, and, and say something. Even if it costs me my life. So Olua Tonin, she was so big. She was such a huge advocate for our people. I mean, she was preaching. She was doing everything she had to do. And she went through an experience where she was harassed and abused by a man. Uh, I believe it was a Nigerian man, right? The first man. And essentially, the reason why, you know, this even came out was because she was looking for shelter in the midst of preaching and teaching and speaking to all these people. She had no place to stay. So she went to the one place she could trust, which was a church, obviously. She goes to the church and you can kind of tell what happens. A guy who essentially says that he's... A God-fearing man is this, this, and that, yada, yada, yada. 
dude ends up raping her. Like, he ends up, oh, forgive me. He ends up sexually harassing, sexually abusing this woman, right? And now you're wondering, okay, well, how'd that happen? Uh, he offered, he, uh, he opted her to stay in her, in his home, right? Went there, stay in his home. And essentially the story goes as is directly off Twitter, directly off of her Twitter. Rest in peace again. Essentially what happened was that he revealed himself to her in one way because he was peeing with the door open, right? And he knew that she was there. So he did it on purpose. So as he's doing it, he's looking at her, he's watching her, and then he goes to sit on the couch next to her, right? And obviously, you know, he's like, right there, whatever, whatever. And then something weird happens in, you know, while he's there. And he begins rubbing on her back, right? And obviously, you're like, oh, well, why didn't she just get up? Well, once she was in another guy's home, and I'm assuming he's a much bigger guy, so what can she really do? Um, so he's rubbing on her back, and she's telling him about the experience she had where she was sexually uh, abused, where she was molested thinking that this man is going to have compassion over her, but no, he ends up climaxing while he does that, while she, she literally got sexually abused by a guy who said he was in the church, he climaxes, and then essentially just leaves her, be goes to his room, and then after that, she gets her stuff, and she just dips, and then she posted all this stuff on Twitter, uh, like, everyone's trying to get in contact with the police department at the time, and no one comes to her rescue, and she ends up dying a few days after. It was her and another woman, and it was believed that the woman who came to help, uh, the woman who died, essentially came to help her. Uh, so in this time, I just want to take this kind of moment of silence to recognize what happened. And wherever you are and wherever, you know, you're listening, you know, to my viewers, <laughs> wherever you are, I just want you to take this time, this pause to just, to just show I'm just kind of, I'm lost of words right now, but uh, just of solidarity and just take a moment of silence for the life that was lost and the lives that were lost. I told you guys today was going to be short and, and it is because next week is going to be longer. Uh, but wherever you are, wherever you stay, whoever you speak to, just understand that our oh, forgive me, women, not our women, they're not our property, but women, uh, they're in a war right now, especially black women are in a war, and it's a demonic, deliberate attack on them. Women are going through this thing right now where it's not enough that they're marginalized and oppressed, no, but our black women are being abused. Our black, uh, I'm sorry, our black sisters are being abused. Our black sisters and mothers and daughters, they're being raped. But most of all, they're being silenced and their voice is getting silenced. And this time, you, you may be listening and you, you probably think that you're not one of those guys who this applies to when women say all oh, guys are trash, but understand that. This is your battle. As a kid growing up, listening to rap music, listening to these rappers call women bees and, and H's and all these things they call them. When you look at a black woman, your, your first instinct isn't that she's a woman who deserves respect and honor and glory because she's a woman. You don't look at her and say that that woman one day is going to carry a child and, you know, if she's lucky. Or if you're lucky, 
for nine months, uh, you think that a man would worship his wife and would honor and glorify his wife and literally adore the ground that she walks on because she has life in her. But no, and you see the statistics and you see how men abuse women who are pregnant. And you see black women who, there's a chance that if they go to the hospital to even conceive that they may not make it out alive. You know, I know that's all women, but black women are at a higher rate. Black women go to the hospital and they're given pills and then they become drug addicts. Because they didn't know that they could say, I refuse. And the doctor wasn't able to give them that. Wherever you are and when you're listening and you think that you as a man, it doesn't apply to you. It does, bro. It does. In, in more ways than one, we are at fault for what happened to Oluwatonin Salu. Her name, uh, transliterated, means uh, may God be praised. You may think that this has nothing to do with you. You may think that this is a pointless video. I'm speaking to the wrong people. I should be speaking to the people who damaged her. Well, how many times did she hear that her black skin wasn't beautiful? How many times did she hear about her hair wasn't beautiful. How many times did she get bullied? And how many times was she oppressed? How many times was she silenced? And now she's dead because she refused to keep quiet about the things that were killing the society of women that are marginalized. And you think this may not apply to you, but it does. You may think that this has nothing to do with you, but it does. She was 19 years old. She was a young girl. She had an entire life ahead of her. And yet some ignorant scum thought it was fit for him to murder her. And before doing so, abusing her. Now, you may not think this applies to you, but it does. We need to protect women. We need to protect black women. Say her name. Keep saying her name. Don't allow the media to silence her name because they will bring up narratives about her that are not true. They will say that she went to juvie when she was younger. If she did, she she was uh, she was uh, racist. If she was, they'll say all these things about her to try and make it seem as if her death was justified. Say her name. May God be praised.